Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Oh, it's a five. Yeah, now we're back in D&D. We're in trouble. modifiers are not gonna cover this i'm sorry friends we are in the seventh spot on the mario kart track right now we gotta get this car up to first i'll say that at the top of the hour here i felt such a i mean i always feel very kindred to taco but also both of us having this like hell-bent desire to win i was like i feel this on a like a primitive level where it's like if we're playing donkey or <laughs> donkey kong racer or whatever that was called or mario Diddy kart kong racing. that's the one just be ready it might get a little it might get a little real up in here my big question at the top of the hour is how are these yeah. children never prepared <laughs> thank goodness they have papa paul here and what was great was i was writing how are these children never prepared just as travis like we're children i was like oh my god well i mean in fairness they were they did have to deal with being in costume which is a lot of pieces and they're not used to it so i think it's a little harder to remember that you have a pencil so maybe the next person who designs a costume for them they need to make sure Ooh. there's like like some sort of holster with you know a pen and, and I guess like more my thought is and... I mean I love that I love the thought of a, a great pencil idea. holster anytime mm-hmm. anywhere put it on me but <laughs> I was all more thinking setting up the table yeah. pre-game pre-show mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh look the table like... has pencils on it amazing yeah oh they're gonna have to hire you I guess I'll, I'm ready for it I'm ready to get into this episode let's do it first of all We were so excited to talk about our boys, but just as importantly, our girls are here. And I just, I hope that people who listen to this had finished Balance, not only just because they kind of hinted at, and I hope people listening to this have finished Balance, um, have hinted (laughs) at, you know, the hunger and things like that, but also Hurley and Sloan in general are alive. (laughs) Exactly. It's a bit different than the last time we see them. If you haven't finished Balance. But thank God they're here. So yeah, I, I loved the the audience reaction to them yes. being there. You could tell everybody was just really excited to have them back, which is great. It was similar to when we were in Nashville and Loop was revealed. Mm-hmm. I, I felt God in that theater <laughs> at the reaction and of Loop And what's so lovely there. is I really think it would be that kind of reaction no matter who they bring in because yeah, we yeah, loved each of the characters so much. Right. And not just the main, not just our Trace Horny Boys, <laughs> but everybody that made this what it is. And I think that's amazing and such a testament to what a good story it is. Absolutely. Hell, my favorite moment in this episode had nothing to do with the Trace Horny Boys. <laughs> oh, and we'll get I, to I it think when we I get, know exactly You know what the moment. Everybody, as soon as I say it, everybody's everybody like, knows I know it. which moment she means. <laughs> They're all looking at their notes. That's mine, too. We're all drawing fan art of it right now. Yeah, I don't know what you... I haven't seen what you drew yet now, so... It's not done I, yet. Okay, well, it is very important to me that this little, like, very brief moment where Travis says that Magnus has been working as a dog trainer and it has not necessarily been going well <laughs> because it's hard not to cuddle. Please drown me in this fan art like he is presumably drowned in puppies. It's almost like training for Magnus as well. Like, don't do it. (laughs) Teach the dog not to take the treat right away. Teach the Magnus not to cuddle the dog right away. I also enjoy that that Clint decided to make it canon that HQ trivia exists in this fantasy world. (laughs) 
See, and here I was wondering, I wrote down, what is HQ? Why is Clint more plugged in than I am? These are my questions. Did you look it up or do you? I looked it up, but I mean, HQ stands for a lot of things. This is true. High quality. Headquarters. Hershey quizzes. <laughs> and are you going to explain H2, H2? 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 No, I'm not going to explain the concept of water. Okay. T- no, it's, uh, it is a, a trivia game, a phone trivia game where ostensibly you can win large amounts of money. But as far as I can tell, people only win like a dollar, something like that. And you probably lose more than that. Uh, it's basically just gambling, oh. but with trivia. Oh. You play for the well. thrill of it. Yeah. Mm, and I'm enough. surprised that they did not plug the HQ trivia rival that Hal Lublin is, is, uh, has designed. <laughs> since he's on, he's on Max Fun as well. Somewhere maybe Hal they, is shaking his fist. <laughs> maybe they would have if Griff weren't like, can we please get on with it? And yes. <laughs> Justin being like, oh my God, let our brother tell this story. <laughs> You could tell it had been a minute since they've been, first of all, like a number of things here since they've been playing D&D, since they've been playing these characters, since they've been playing this game live. There was some uh, getting back into it to be done. Yeah, although I'm honestly into the idea of in canon Merle carrying his spell cards around just to check on what he's capable of doing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely agree. So jumping right into it, we get some quick shots of our fave things here at the beginning. Of course, like we said, Hurley and Sloan are back here. Uh, they're going to be joining this race, thank God. Racing is now legal, of course. I, <laughs> Magnus does the we're going to be amazing. It, there's a lot of fan service <laughs> happening here at the top. That was God cheap, bless. but I still love it. <laughs> Very cheap. We all loved it. And we get the return of the masks. And I bring this up to say, Anne, will you help me make a mongoose mask for my taco cosplay? Of course I will. Thank you. Good. The show's over. That's all I needed to know from this one. Oh, bye. This is just a long con and you getting something from Anne. <laughs> Not even something. Help. Like, <laughs> can I please get some help? Yes. I apparently agree to things too easily, just like they do. <laughs> I promise to try not to swindle you. This play out of uh, Alfred... I think his name was? Yeah, Alfred. Yes, Alfred de Gaulle, the halfling, offering them. <laughs> what a genius little move here. <laughs> First, that Clint fucking on it immediately, saying they didn't offer us 6000 they offered us 10000 Genius. It was so seamless, playing him like a fiddle. Oh, yes. my God. It was. It was so clever. And then I was totally with Justin being like, no, hold on. I will take this. Why are you guys taking this? And then Trav's little genius moment of being like, oh, I'm taking the money and running. Like, I'm doing the thing I said I was going to do in the first place. I loved He's it. He's going to buy so many dog treats with that money. <laughs> Listen, it's not it's not cheap, I'm sure, running a dog school. <laughs> no, you got to buy all their little uniforms. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all need their little caps. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you have to draw this. Me? All right, I'll do it. Or someone. Hey, listeners. Someone. someone out there. Dog cuddles. Dogs in hats, apparently, we decided as part Say, of the Dogs uniform. in little uniforms. Cuddling mm-hmm. Magnus, who I assume is also wearing a uniform. He's wearing the... Mark. He's the headmaster. Yeah, but it's like... You know, so Right, it's... like a headmaster's uniform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, I mean, that's up to the discretion of the artist. Whatever they think. Whatever their beautiful imagination tells them that it is. 
Yeah, speaking speaking of uh, uh, Travis's beautiful imagination, <laughs> I I was I was alternately angered and extremely proud of him for apparently having spent way too much time with Adel Rafai of Hello from the Magic Tavern with, by going there with the cake going the distance reference, like mm. <laughs> regardless of Griffin t- attempting to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Try to head him off. It's such a good song. That song will never not be relevant to whatever racing thing is happening in the moment. It's true. Amen, sister. I was so excited to hear it just in general. It's like, oh, it's so good. Song. Travis, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, I feel like there were a few times in this episode I was like, God, Travis and Brittany really are sisters. He did one <laughs> thing in particular that now, of course, in the moment I can't think of. But as I was listening both times, I was like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of Brittany. Maybe I'll bring it up. If I think of it. Maybe. And I'll be like, that was it. That was the one. But it was a very good mental soundtrack for, for the, the start in the of the race. Oh, damn. It absolutely is. And they are off. And in their Donkey Kong. Why do I keep saying it's Donkey Kong? Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even play as him when I play Mario Kart. Why do I keep doing that? So <laughs> Mario Kart ranking, they fall into fifth place. Oh my god, get him into first. So, here's my... I do now have a question besides asking Anne to help me with a mongoose mask. <laughs> we are immediately faced, first of all, how exciting was it, everybody, to get that call for initiative? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was it's good. It's my favorite thing. Right? It's so good every time. In the show, in my real life. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when you know it's about to pop yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also the way Griffin says it. He has good delivery. Yeah. Every time. Because mm-hmm. it's always like, roll for an issue. They're like, I don't know. I can't even explain why. I'm just like, that's perfect. No, he's like an effortless hype girl for rolling <laughs> initiative. And I'm just like, this is where we're sisters. But so with this first cart that we have to do, this first wagon, this caterpillar, which what a cool and horrifying concept. I just wonder if you girls or anybody listening had an immediate reaction when they were faced with the task of essentially stopping this thing from running into the ram car. Because after Merle blesses Taco, it's Taco's turn to try to stop this thing. And my immediate thought was throw the immovable rod at it. Ah, interesting. Like Like, drop that shit. He still has it. He used it it to fight the hunger. It's the reason they could, like, hold Yeah, yeah, against, presumably he did uh, not lose it at that point. Because wow. they didn't say he did, so... He has not been spending so that as was much my time first on, on the wiki, maybe, as Travis clearly has. Right? Uh, <laughs> because very soon after this, I will say that, very soon after this, I was then very proud of Travis for being yes. like, here's all my cool shit I got from Fantasy Costco. And I was oh like, God, oh, bless amazing. you. <laughs> I don't, Somebody I don't, remembered they had this stuff. Yeah, I don't know that I would have thought of it, to be honest. And, and I'm a fan and was not on stage. Um, but I was also just slightly distracted because as soon as he started talking about this caterpillar, my immediate mental image was the one from the Main Street Electrical Parade, which is not oh. particularly threatening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it would have been scary if it was attacking you. Uh, yeah, like if that thing <laughs> it's kind of like rogue. a cute cartoon caterpillar. Yeah, like a brilliant, dazzling, yes. hypercolor caterpillar <laughs> coming right at you. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think it... It makes sense because if if you were going to do like any kind of say you do a fireball at it, right? If it's got a lot of Mm -hmm. segments, (laughs) what do you target? So you have to go for the cockpit because the driver is there because otherwise it's like, what are you going to get like every (laughs) single segment individually or something? So it made sense to target the cockpit. Right, to make this rotisserie out of the, <laughs> the driver here. Which, don't get me wrong, I love that that was the choice that he took. But 
for whatever reason, yeah, my first thought was, if this thing is about to hit me and my dear friends all riding in this ram cart, I'm going to throw something at it to stop it from doing that. But then you do lose the immovable rod. I imagine you would have to go back and get it. Because <laughs> especially now that the racing is, you know, it's this legal, like... Yeah. Wouldn't it be horrible that, if they yeah. forgot it was there? And the next race, somebody <laughs> ran into it, too. I'm just like, oh, shit, we never moved that thing when we got the caterpillar out from underneath it. That's true. I don't know, but I, I think it was worth it, definitely, for the for the metal image of <laughs> this poor guy. And I, I love that Griffin <laughs> decides to make um, that, even though they're doing this immolation spell, that this that the cockpit is soundproof. Although, I don't, I'm, I'm very curious what he was right. doing on stage as he was demonstrating... I don't think there's any future for, like, mime podcasts. Uh. Probably not. No, and that's the funny thing, because, like, I have a mental image of exactly what he was doing, and I do wonder if it's even close to yeah. what was actually happening. It is a well, very funny image. sisters, so probably. Right, yeah. And I would do it now, but it, we would have the same problem. <laughs> yeah. show us, Danielle. <laughs> it looked like this. <laughs> that's it. That, exactly. That's, no, that's, that's exactly what it was like. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. I wanted to jump back for a second about Merle throwing his buffs. And I think Taco has cast a level five charm spell on everybody. He has. Because he always seems to get the goods. <laughs> he got the Fruitopia. Uh-huh. He gets the plus AC. And I'm with Travis. Like, Magnus needs it. He's the tank. He's the one. And the act. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started. That was amazing. But, yeah. I think there is just something about him where, yeah, like, he's the one you kind of default to for mm-hmm. no particular reason. Well, his hit, I think maybe I, Clint was thinking lower hit point character is the one that you should try. To, I be. mean, because that, I think that that right. seems logical. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know if it strategically was the best choice, but from, from more <laughs> of, like, an emotional standpoint of how do you make a decision about which character you protect, I think that that was justified. I think you're absolutely right, because I think that's how I would have played a while ago and now that yeah. i understand a little bit more about strategy and logic and if he's got a 22 give him the two now he's got a 24 now he's much more less likely to be hit if he's in the midst of it versus taco who's probably going to be tucked down and not in the fray listen to this dnd grandmaster over here <laughs> i, I love it. miss it i should be playing tomorrow and i'm not all my teammates left Oh. What did you do? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked him out. I was. I had enough. We'll just have to start our own game. Yeah. Well, I mean, Griff- Griffin wound up pulling it out a little bit by throwing that Friends reference in there, which was very funny, and I think it also oh, kind of justified was... the choice. <laughs> and and it worked out with the caterpillar as well in terms of choices that people made that maybe strategically were not the best because they took some damage sure. from this caterpillar, but they they ultimately were okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as Griff was describing the next car, did you guys know what it was before he blatantly stated what it was? Because I did not. I did, and I, I, I... could not tell you why. <laughs> I was going to say, I did let's not get into this. But I'm going to guess it's because Griffin is obsessed with vaping. And here's my confession. Literally all the knowledge I have of vape culture comes from Griffin McElroy. One Griffin McElroy (laughs) has taught me everything I know about vaping, which I don't know if any of it's true. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Griffin, look what you've done. I'm proud of you. 
Uh, it's very funny to me, Anne, that you, by the description alone, were like, "No, nope, yeah. that's a vape pen." No, I think I just, I think I just knew instinctively what she, direction she he was pulled gonna... a long drag on her own pen and like <laughs> let out a huge <laughs> cloud of cotton. And was like, "I hear you." I am, I am extremely <laughs> allergic to vape juice, so oh. <laughs> not that one. God, it's so, sure, but... so gross. Too. <laughs> I love also on top of the fact that it's a vape pen, we have four gerblins driving it bobsled style (laughs) it is extremely extremely hilarious image oh it's extremely good and this is another moment where magnus may be just so proud thinking to use his the magnetic charge against the vape car here griffin's griffin's shock that he remembered this like the sound of his (laughs) voice made it even better because i was really surprised that travis had gone back and remembered that he had this thing that everyone had forgotten about i mean so smart though whether or not he was going through his own nuts or just hit up the wiki like hey what do i have great (laughs) right well because of course it played such a huge role in wonderland like it gave him a fighting chance in Wonderland when it was him versus Edward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, no, this is an important item that he has used before, and now he's using it in this race versus a vape pen being driven by four girdlins. Yeah, it's just funny every time we talk about it. It's it's, it's going to remain <laughs> funny, I think, the vape pen car. As it should. And they do just kind of well, keep one-shotting these cards. Oh, yeah. Well, and that was my other... I actually have a whole rant that I cut out because huh? I was like, oh, oh, no, it's fine. Well, give us a taste. Well, these are all level 20 characters now. Yeah. Fighting clearly not level 20 adversaries. <laughs> this is like, you're saying this is like rolling up to the Elite Four with your like level 80 Pokemon and being like, hey, what's up? Exactly. Yeah, I go on about like, you know, 60, 76 isn't that much. That's only 40 if you roll all sixes and that. I'm like, they only have 90 minutes. Like, of course, these are going to be one hit characters. They have a whole story to tell. They have, like, five fights to get through. We don't got time They're for the this. They're the heroes of Faerun. That, too. Well, and they also weren't necessarily trying to kill them. Either direction. You would So, think. I mean, you know, harnesses aside. Like, I mean, and immolation <laughs> aside. But <laughs> hypothetically. Also, the throwing guys from there. I would argue. Against, well, hypothetically, they were really though. trying to kill these people a bunch. Trying to kill and not being allowed to kill. Different. <laughs> they were trying to kill It, it was not supposed to be a life or death battle that they couldn't win relatively oh, quickly. Oh, yes, yes. For sure. I do wonder if it's similar. And maybe this is also why I'm realizing this now. Maybe why the Inuvul Rod came to my mind, um, like, immediately when... Was because I wonder if this was similar to how Griff had kind of set them up for fighting the Purple Worm. And I know in that case, in one of the, the Adventure Zone zones, he mentions he was interested to see what they would use and what how clever they could be in trying to stop this thing without killing it. Yeah. So I wonder if this was a similar kind of thing that Griff thought he was setting up for them. Like, how do I make them be clever? Yeah, he did He did seem fairly surprised by, and now I'm going <laughs> to cast immolation. <laughs> atrocities happening. Nothing, you know, immolation, <laughs> anything with immolation in the name is not going to, is not it really just... like a non-lethal spell. <laughs> no, it just sounds really rough right from the start. But they, I mean, they do ultimately, I think that, I think that you're right, that it was, there was at least some setup of don't just like try and find the easiest way to kill these people you also want to find some way to to make it more inventive so that i mean he came up with these very inventive uh battle wagons so i think that the yeah the goal was to give them like a run-up to something a little less traditional which is in fact 
I mean, Magnus uses the Chance Lance and doesn't roll well, and it's not actually super effective. I mean, it does ultimately do what it's supposed to, but he has better luck throwing this magnetic charge straight up the exhaust yeah. pipe and blowing this vehicle <laughs> apart from the inside, which was extremely inventive. It was very clever. Yeah, Travis was Travis was crushing it on on unique uses of items that everyone forgot he had. Yes. Except the wiki, is... <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of a well-maintained wiki. God bless those fans who maintain and update those wikis. For sure. Well, and then Merle, let's... This was another moment where he just kind of fucking knocked it out of the park. Yes. When we are then up against these electrified wagons that they're between and immediately like, oh, shit, we're between these two things that are very obviously a plus and a minus. Mm -hmm. Something's going to happen here. And Merle just trashes one of them (laughs) and sends it to, of all places, the astral plane. Which I want to believe was just the first name he could remember of a plane. I Probably, yeah. But I mean, it was it was like the stupidest possible plan and also the most genius. Like, I, I was absolutely dying. But I mean, as soon as I realized what he was doing when he said gate and then as soon as he, yeah. he got as far as the astral plane, like, I can't believe he's sending these poor people. <laughs> like, oh, you're saying none of these people can die? What if I send them directly to death, though? What happens then? Do not pass go. They really were trying. They're best to kill these unkillable creatures. <laughs> it's what they're good at. I would I would love to see this 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 part animated. This is this is definitely another one of those where I'm That's, like, oh man, I'm animating one. it in my head of them having this meeting and this this vehicle just falling out of the sky and into the sea of souls and this this poor it was a halfling, right? Like yes. as the as it sinks into the sea of, of souls, like <laughs> it, to me, I just imagine everything in the astral plane. Astral plane is just almost like gothic and ethereal and beautiful. And then you just the mm-hmm. thought of this fucking electrified <laughs> rectangular cart barreling past the windows is hysterical. So I missed the specifics. Does it go just right past the window or? Yes. Yes. It just okay. like goes by them. I'll, In don't my worry. brain, I'm, I'm it was it for further out, and we were very focused on. Oh, so uh, like, Barry Lupin Kravitz they and wouldn't the Raven even Queen. notice. And then it's like, yeah, out, <laughs> out, out in the sea. Just like a distant screen and, like, and a splash. Doing, yeah, like a big window. Exactly. Like it just barely That's... happens. Like a blip on the radar. They're like, eh, you know, yeah, probably Merle. Something happens. Which, thank you, Travis, for that. I love that idea, too. Back to the race. We still have one cart. And Taco using the 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 dance moves on him first of all made me think of Lucio that like he's just drawing forth this like this beat and anybody who plays Overwatch knows what I mean. But I want a compilation of all the times that Griff harkens back to Teen Wolf surfing on top of a car because <laughs> it happens <laughs> a lot more than you would think. It ha- I mean, I just want <laughs> fucking always Teen Wolf surfing. Like, has he? <laughs> it just it comes up a lot. And and I mean, but it, and, it makes me laugh every time. There are a lot of people like riding on top of cars and, and things more than you would expect for this reference to yeah. come up. <laughs> right. Well, it's similar to what we were saying, like when he referenced Matilda instead of Dead Poet Society, things like that. Yeah. We're just like Griffin. I love the way your beautiful mind works. Well, then it's. I thought it was hilarious that that Travis almost immediately after that makes a PUBG ref. And and Griffin calls him a nerd. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, really though? <laughs> Nerds, all of them, and that's why we're here. Because aren't we all? Our poll 
solidified that yes that is absolutely the case just a bunch of fucking nerds it's true nerds all the way down but that does essentially do it for those cards yeah with the dramatic destruction of the t-rex oh Oh, right there was the t-rex who was almost a thing (laughs) i was so excited for the t-rex Right, like when you and hear then, the I feel like that was that was another Travis and I are sisters moment. We're like stoked T Rex is coming. Then it's something like yeah. that. We're like, oh, like I was <laughs> I was gonna have fun with that one. I guess okay. Uh, okay, you know Magnus would have tried to like ride on its back or something crazy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, of course he would have. I imagine his face being so excited and then just falling to like ah when uh, uh-huh. when that T-Rex gets blasted <laughs> by the blaze wings ah oh, those bastards it really does sound like it does like sound like a dinner yeah it it really does yeah. it like the douchiest possible brewiest pub <laughs> All right. hey you want to go get some blaze wings yeah <laughs> watch the game drink beer blaze wings there's the commercial that's my bro voice i love it that's a great bro voice you took me there and on the topic of bros being spicy we get a lot of hot moments here in fighting the flying machines then now at this point like magnus using his crossbow you mean the grappling hook that's the one yeah (laughs) Yeah, because he catches the crossbow bolt but he uses the grappling hook so that's why that's it yes that's where my so, mind is going. And, mm-hmm. Uses Fletcher's mitt and mm-hmm. Giant's ring to up mm-hmm. his AC because mm-hmm. Taco got it, not him. Obviously. Merle. <laughs> and then, does he throw it back? No, he holds no. on to it. Oh, yeah, because he thinks he might need it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does not wind up using it, I don't think. Unless I did not write that Now he's just down. got a dope keepsake. <laughs> I say just a little memento. Little memento. Giant arrow. <laughs> I'll put this here. I'm going to hang that up on a wall that's, in his dog school. That's going in the wiki that oh he's got God. that now. He can use it in the next live show. Ooh, right? Yeah. Write that shit down. Yeah, unless unless I missed him using the crossbow bolt, he uses the grappling hook, which he does have, and which apparently just yeah. makes him Batman uh, <laughs> effectively. Right. He uses the grappling hook to get up on this flyer, and then his solution to attacking the pilot is... I don't know, I guess I'm just going to cut his head off with the rail splitter. <laughs> again, again. Very violent, They are actively trying to murder everyone. Like, you say I can't kill him? How's he going to survive this one? <laughs> this is where, this is one of those where if this had been over the course of a couple episodes, we would have had a lot more input from Hurley on why none of these are good ideas and I'm gonna really need all of you to like cut it the fuck out right now I'm Hurley he was fine though I mean you know a couple of chops with the rail splitter but he and then his head did come off but he was fine because he was wearing a safety harness right the safety harness ends up they all give that thumbs up at the end (laughs) well and after Magnus murders that guy but not really uh this is where we have Taco, bring keeping it hot and sort of omening this robotic dragon. Yes, that was that was also extremely cool. Very attractive, <laughs> keeping it real. Well, <laughs> Andy keeps it real when uh, when Travis and Clint are being ding dongs, pretending to be on their CB radios, <laughs> and Justin has the perfect response for Taco, which is just. What? Like, after the astral plane, that is my favorite part where they're just looking around <laughs> on the radio. Having family it's time. So fun. Yes. Uh, poor Griff. All the moments of family time of poor Griffin on, on his own little island. 
Not allowed to play, just reaping all the negatives of it. I did feel very bad for him suddenly sitting sitting by himself at his at his table. (laughs) Right, because twice in this show, he's like, "You guys are having family time, and I'm over here." But in realness with that moment, I like that Magnus was like, let me check in with my boys down there if this thing went after Taco and Taco just sort of omened it. Did you want to do something else cool or am I going to ram this into yeah. it and get them both out of the way? Yeah, and I, and I do love the outcome of Magnus jumping back onto the battle wagon and putting his shades on while the planes, the, uh, the, the gliders crash in the background and explode. Girls, it is hot as hell. I'm telling you, this entire second half is just like me lounging back in a chair with a drink in my hand going, that's hot. Ooh, that was hot. Mmm, hot. And Sloane and Hurley kind of get a hot hot action moment, too. Oh, they're with this, this root ramp. Sure, Ladies, killing it. Because does she ramp them to get close enough to the bomber? Yes, so that okay, they can cool. jump onto the the last of the Blaze Wings gliders. Yes, where and, Alfred is. Yes, and blowing blowing up her her sweet sweet ride in the process, but oh, she's fine. The poor so sad. Her feelings, maybe not. You know, <laughs> she may have been pretty attached to that vehicle. Oh, you think? I'm sure she was. And you know what? Maybe this is a fun new adventure for her to like. I'm gonna pick up these pieces and rebuild it even better. Because I imagine it. this isn't the first scrap that the Ram wagon has had i'm sure it is not you know what i mean she's been racing for quite some time she's been doing this for 19 years you want to fight her fight Fight these these tears all right the rest of my notes are for shit by the way so that's fine tell me a story is so ridiculous them having the ultimate surprise attack And Griffin being so at wit's end with these ding-dongs not just acting on it. Like, they've been mowing down every innocent person they possibly could this entire race. And then they are faced with a man who was trying to undo Sloane and Hurley's work. And they have the upper hand. And they all go, oh, well, I'm wondering. Griffin... I have never, I have never DM'd, but Griffin yelling, what are you rolling to do? Has got to be the most DM <laughs> oh thing that God. has ever happened. I, you, I have DM'd and yes, you are correct. I just, you can feel like even without having been there in person, you just feel the ire radiating off of him. Like just fucking do something. How did you all suddenly stop? Well, it's so funny because I, I do, I get it on both sides. Because mm-hmm. you've got Griffin, who's like, it's th- just walk up and stab him. Like, there's nothing. There's no trick. There's nothing. But when you're a player with a tricky DM who is looking for the theatrics and everything, you are always kind of like, what, what, what should I do? What was I supposed to do? Like, there were times when we wouldn't open a door. So, we're like, something's gonna happen. DM's <laughs> like, nothing's gonna happen. We're like, but something. But you know, cast this on it. Make sure that. Oh God. So, like, I get it on both angles. No, that's fair. Yeah, and I think they were looking for, they were trying to figure out, like, they've done all these really dramatic, there have been explosions and all of this cool stuff that's happened. Uh-huh. Are they seriously just going to, like, stab the bad guy, though? Like, that would have exactly. been so anticlimactic. No, that's... So I think they were mm-hmm. sort of searching for him. Yeah, <laughs> just just <laughs> immolate everybody. <laughs> just knock that one off again. Yeah, but I think I think I I understand that I think they were at that mental point where your mind is racing and you're trying to think of what is what is the solution to this that's going to be exciting and for some reason Travis mm-hmm. went with the plot of the movie Dodgeball, which was an interesting poll. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't disagree of with it, but Of course he did. 
It's one of those where you're like, yeah, that makes total sense for some reason. I've been here long enough. I thought that was extremely, (laughs) extremely funny. Well, and then this is, again, like I said at the very start of the show, this is where Taco and I are both like, oh, cool. I still want to win this thing. And also, screw you, goodbye. And here's our cinematic masterpiece moment. He's jumping from a bomber, casting Featherfall. Sidebar, naturally, he built another umbrella. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) He's summoning Geralt. Right. And going on to win this race. Ian, now Taco is a two-time champion of this sport. That makes no sense. And it's yes, all yes. just the mad tea True. party here. Never on the vehicle he started Never, on No, either. he's always changing it up in the last moment. <laughs> they do end up killing Alfred. They Indiana Jones him straight into the propeller. Oh, right. <laughs> but his little particles are doing a thumbs, thumbs up. up. He's <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> and it's even Merle and Magnus fine. hold each other and jump. They they After fell they Louise fell it. Louise it. <laughs> That's another thing I should draw. I don't even think I don't think they jumped. Oh, they I just no, they just rode it into the ground. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think better. that was another one of those things where we we did miss a teensy bit by not being able to oh, see. Uh, I mean, I, they, and they obviously they try to to tell us what's going on as much as they can, Which I but that's hard to keep yeah. up with while you're actually doing it. But I think that they must have gotten up and were actually hugging and like holding on to each other. I as certainly this, hope so. The hand holding. This happened. was crashing. Yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. If anybody was there and knows, let us know. It took them a hot second to get there, but they got to the most epic and unlikely possible finale really <laughs> of the two of them in the distance like crashing into the ground and being like it's cool and, and taco in, in the, the front bomber. taco standing in the stirrups <laughs> shooting rainbows out in front of this explosion <laughs> like that's that was one of those like oh man i really love this show moments <laughs> yeah that's your fucking mm-hmm. animatic right there it is it's yeah cinematic ending possible and good news no one died Yes, everyone is not a one. Fine. Not a single totally person. They're very good best. <laughs> That's true. You did, and I do. I have a question for you now, which is, as as the Transformers expert yeah. on the podcast, how did you feel about Clint's Optimus Prime? You know, I fucking loved it because I thought it was great. But I'm like, I'm not really qualified to know. I don't know that much about Transformers. I thought that was very good, and I'm a little sorry that it didn't have any time to breathe because it was quite. Good, I did so. too. As soon as he said it, I was like, Oh, I want him to follow with roll out. Well, here's me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you kidding me, Brittany? Did you miss it? I- no, Transformers not. is a I may have um, is a franchise <laughs> that was started in the oh, 1980s. No. <laughs> Tell me more. Listen, Is there I'm a podcast I can listen to that will help take. I should through? have a podcast where I tell people about Transformers. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was kind of like wedged in between some other things. So I think you you probably just missed it. It was it was right as they were going up the ramp. They were okay. Going, yeah, that was one of those hunger moments where I listened to it four times and it got fuzzy every time. I couldn't fully understand where Sloan was, how they were ramping. We need to find. So I was like, I'm just gonna let it go. Some icker for you to drink, apparently. Voidfish, yeah. Biloba, maybe. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't come across any up here. To be completely honest. Speaking of food, I will give one last shout out to Clint's jokes that nobody caught. Which um, one? When he he says something about uh, Justin mentions the spectral oats. Oh. 
and I forget what Clint calls them, but why do they, they call, call them, them spectral oats. oats and not ghost oats? Because that's so much that's better. That's so good. Ghosty oats I mean, sounds I, I like love a cereal. Oats. Yeah, it does. I mean, I like exactly. spectral oats as well because it has that kind of... It's, spectral oats sounds... That's the grown-up version. Oh, I was going to say it sounds like sparkly and hyper-color and like totally 80s. And then oh. ghosty oats <laughs> sounds like the cute little like... Saturday morning version. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I was thinking. Ghosty oats. That's what I <laughs> oh. want. I'm a seven-year-old. I'm sitting in front of my cartoons. That's what I'm eating. Spectral oats is what I, as an adult, getting ready for my day. I need I'm wearing a to tie. Keep me going and maybe a little bit see-through. Yeah. Exactly. My tie and my top yeah. hat and my spectral <laughs> mm-hmm. oats. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it does kind of sound like ghost-shaped Cheerios or something, which which is more. I mean, that's a person food and not a spectral horse food. <laughs> That's a person food. <laughs> Go shape anything. That's a person food. That is not for animals. Listen, I just had horses. an idea. On that note, okay. Ghosty oats can be a subsidiary of Parsons cashews. Oh, we did interesting. it. Interesting. Our spectral cashews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how we're tying these universes together. <laughs> and on that note, is there anything else we wanted to discuss before we dip till the next one? No. I have one last thing. I appreciated that Travis reminded all of us that uh, Magnus's class is Rough Boy. That is, yes, that was very good. <laughs> a nice little blessing. I do there. want a t-shirt. Isn't it R-U-F-F-B-O-I? Yes, you got it. Yes, perfect. I really hope that that is coming to the merch store soon. Please, and thank you. And that's going to do it for us and for the Trace Horny Boys for now. Next time, we're going back to Kepler, where we'll open with results from last episode's poll and thoughts you guys have shared with us over on Twitter. And for this week's question, we want to know what you think the next live show will be. As always, we'll have that pull up over on Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we'll check you in two weeks. Till then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm wearing a sweater from J. Crew. <laughs> and we've been Romancing the Zone.